1: All right. It's time for the Michigan Panic Meter. For those of you new to the podcast, we've got five levels to the Michigan Panic Meter. Gray is the least panic. Light gray is the second least panic. White is neutral. Light scarlet is the second most panicked, And then scarlet is the most panic. I came into this,
0: uh, Spencer, at light scarlet. What did you come in at? Uh, I was also light Scarlet. I've been pretty much light Scarlet with, I have been in different positions of the light Scarlet category from the beginning.
1: Always good to switch positions. Now I will start (laughs) this by asking you the question. um, Did you, did this game give you any concern to start going from light Scarlet to Scarlet?
0: Um. It did because again I I watched this one unfold with Kyle McCord and I felt like he was not playing well and I was like how is this guy how is this guy supposed to beat Michigan um, but then I feel like by the end of the game I was sitting there salivating at the mouth over Travion Henderson and saying okay if this can be their identity then maybe they maybe they actually have a shot if they if they can run the football and be a more physical team than they've been the last couple of years against Michigan. Then maybe they have a shot. So groundbreaking update here, Nick. I think I am going to just, just barely, just barely cross the border into white from Light Oh, wait, so,
1: so you're going backwards? Yes. So the man who thinks this is a unimpressive win is moving it backwards. No, okay. All right. Your panic's neutral. I'm staying at Light Scarlet. This game went more or less how I thought it was going to. Um, I didn't. I, I kind of expected Ohio State to start slow because they have started slow. Um, I expected the physicality of Rutgers to give them problems early in the game. I thought best case best case scenario for Rutgers is they would have been able to do that for four quarters, at which point they would have uh, they would have at least covered. But by and large, like like Kyle Manungu is great. Wimsett is yeah. it, or Wimsatt is like honestly, I. I think if Devin or Gavin, Gavin, I think if, if Wimsat was your, your quarterback, I actually would be really intrigued to see him in this offense because of the dual threat yeah. ability there. Yeah. Um, but listen, you got you covered, you won, and you passed the test on the road. It's a tough this is a good win. It just is for me. So I'm gonna stay at Light Scarlet. Now
0: we get to the next part of our exam, which is like it. Love maybe, it. I might have been tainted a little bit too, Nick, by the latest developments of the Michigan cheating scandal. Like they, Connor Stallions is out of here. The the Jim Harbaugh contract thing. Now it sounds like there might be an actual punishment coming. I don't know. I mean, although maybe that works the opposite way, and it's just a revenge tour for Michigan. I just, I but they did I, a revenge tour a couple of years ago, and that didn't work out too much. I'm gonna tell you so.
1: right now, the whole Michigan sign sign stealing thing is a Rorschach test. If you're a Buckeye fan, you're going to see Michigan is the worst, biggest cheaters to ever cheat and they should they should get the death penalty. If you're Michigan fans, it's a witch hunt. Like I, the funny thing is, I'm still very interested in it because it's insane. Oh yeah. But to the level that people are like well, like one day people are like I I don't think Michigan's anything's going to happen to them. The next day they got their pitchfork out like
0: they're going to burn it down. I also thought it was funny that like the latest update this well there was a couple updates this week, but the latest update late in the week was that Michigan now has information that Ohio State hired like a, a a PI who did who who uncovered all this and it was like uh, okay uh, like what, like how how does that like prove your like well if they weren't if they weren't cheating, if they weren't looking at us cheating then we wouldn't have gotten caught cheating it doesn't well, matter who had the PI come to me so again okay. this is a
1: report from a reporter in Michigan but the reason why it actually matters is. That according to people in Michigan, the way they would have obtained that information is illegal, which it adds Mm -hmm. intrigue. But I will go back to, I don't know what to believe anymore. I just know it's stupid and this thing's overblown and everybody overreacting to it plays into the NCAA, (laughs) which is the worst organization in the history of organizations in sports. You kind of got to add like the Connor
0: Stallions ever get a job in college football again.
1: Uh, No, but he will get one in porn or OnlyFans. (laughs) Uh, All right. Love it, like it, leave it. I will start.
0: Always the backup player when
1: you're you're out of options, you know? (laughs) For dudes that look like that and have that name. Not for Nick Wilson. I'll be working at McDonald's, okay? If radio doesn't work out, I'm going to McDonald's. If Connor Stallions fails at football and is a bad spy, He's going to show his ding-a-ling on the internet. That's how
0: this goes. It's again, nobody ever said life was fair. Somehow the show always takes a turn towards porn. I don't know how. Towards but it ding-a-lings.
1: Is. I mean, who'd have thunk it? My love. It this week was the ground battle between Manungai and Travion Henderson. Two hundred eighty-seven yards combined between those two running backs. Three hundred fifty-plus total yards because of Travion's eighty receiving yards today. Um, listen. It's great to be in the situation where we are, Spencer, where I got to see two elite running backs go head-to-head, and fortunately the team that I like won, but there is nothing to be ashamed of. Kyle Manungai is a real yeah, deal. And if I was – here's the thing. It won't happen because Greg Shiano would murder them. If I was looking this year, if I was a new head coach or, or a head coach rebuilding a program after a good run – I would try and get Wimsett and and Monungai together for their last years in college because those dudes together can ball. Who? What is your love? It.
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's it's pretty easy to go with with uh, Henderson um, as an option, but I I, I was going to throw out the the Hancock interception as well. I just I look back at that moment, man, and that was such a pivotal point in the game. You have Rutgers driving down, and it feels like momentum could be swinging even though they already had the lead if you don't get that interception there in the pick six to make it 14 to nine it felt like it swung momentum very much back in Ohio State's favor I don't know what this game looks like without that especially if, if Rutgers goes and scores a touchdown there so I I just thought that was such a pivotal point in the game I gotta love it man because again I, I think it, it, it could have gone much differently if that play doesn't happen
1: well and in fairness to what you just said you know, like last week against Wisconsin, there's probably four or five minutes that swung the game. This was the play. If yeah. this doesn't happen, it probably is closer uh, a closer game. And I don't think I don't think there's any scenario that Ohio State actually loses the game. But it would have been a lot more uncomfortable, and I think the win would have looked a lot more ugly. My like it today. Uh, with this win, Ohio State now has 37 straight wins against unranked opponents, mm. longest in the nation. I grew up in the Jim Trestle era, and I love Tress. so this is not a thing against him, but I'm used to the Purdue loss, uh, the the, uh, the spoiler makers. I'm used to the odd Illinois loss. Um, even Urban, man, like Urban kind of had a stretch where it felt like he would do weird stuff against uh, bad teams. So Ryan Day continues to beat the teams he should beat,
0: especially the unranked teams, and he, hey, he covered again. What's yours? Yeah, it's a good stat. Uh, I was gonna throw out just a third down defense. Rutgers at one point they were zero for six on third down. I think with like six thirty seven to go in the third quarter or something like that, they hadn't converted one of them. I, I might have missed the, I might have had the number off slightly there, but they were zero for whatever they were. Um, and then they finished the game just 13 And Ohio State's had one of the better third down defenses in general this year. I, I know, kind of beating the dead horse here with how good the defense has been on certain statistical categories. But I, I, I tell you, Nick, like when I when I think about what a good defense is in any level of football, you know, you used to look at like, oh, well, they give up a lot of rushing yards. That's not very good. Or they stop teams rushing. The two big ones I look at every time are third down defense and red zone defense. Are you forcing field goals and keeping teams out of the end zone? And are you getting off the field when you have a chance to get off the field more often than not, Ohio State is getting off the field. I think that's a huge, huge thing, a huge identity and staple of this defense and this team, and if they can keep that up down the stretch here, I think it's, it's a stat that gives you a chance against Michigan if you're, if you're good at that. Um, it's a stat that gives you a chance against anybody if you're good at that. So I, I really walked away liking that a lot
1: my leave it is time of possession Rutgers, uh, out gained you time of possession, um, out timed you. I don't know. 35, uh, 35, 15 time of possession for Rutgers 24, 24 for Ohio state. And by the way, those numbers looked really ugly about halfway through the third quarter. So, I mean, I guess it could be worse, but that
0: was my leave it for today. Spencer no, I, this, I, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I meant to earlier. Uh, the, yeah, the time – but it was obvious today that Rutgers had a, a plan of how they were going to beat Ohio State. It was – listen, we know their offense is more limited than previous years because they're quarterback. They usually need a – it takes them a long, long time to kind of get things going offensively for the most part. So they knew, like, if we restrict how many possessions they actually get and they weren't able to cash in, but if you cash in – like that seems like the way you beat Ohio state for sure. Like they kind of laid a blueprint here that has me a little bit nervous about teams moving forward, but um, my uh, leave it in that vein of taking some time to get going offensively. Uh, just the first quarter and first half offense this year has been just absolutely diabolically bad. Ohio state is 84th in all of college football in terms of first quarter points on average. They're averaging points in the first quarter of the season nick like that is really bad they're averaging 15 points which is 45th overall in all of college football for the entire second half or the entire first half i should say that is something that's going to have to change because like it it, it's the it's the prime example of this team isn't really built to mount a big comeback like they cannot afford to get down early to a team like Michigan, because if they go the whole first half, only scoring like one or two times they're they're, they're shit out of luck. Like that's it. They're they're doomed. So they got to find a way to get that offense moving and and cooking a little bit sooner in games. It's been a problem all year and it's certainly be a problem against uh, more uh, um, um, superior opponents like Michigan and others.
1: Never forget. I'm the cursor on the show. Spencer. Thank you very much. (laughs)